Iron Tone Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? We in it for episode 61. Welcome back, guys. All righty. I want to give a shout out to our listeners in the DMV area, yo. Y'all niggas be holding it down, son. Our analytics be showing, (laughs) yo. A lot of love coming from that region, yo. Much appreciated. But yeah, man, let's go ahead and... um, we're going to start out with the RIPs like we do. Um, this first one, Garrett Foster, is uh, a man who was protesting. So it's a white guy, but he was killed by the police in in a demonstration. So I just wanted to give a shout out to one of the allies who have passed. Also, um, there's uh, Hakeem Littleton, who was murdered by the police in Detroit. RIP, condolences to the families. So yeah, now that we got the depressing part out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the watching. Boy, this is yeah. I, for all of you guys, been waiting for me to get past uh, these these shows I've been watching. This will be a quick one because <laughs> these last two did not wrap up too strongly at all for me. <laughs> but um, you, have you been watching anything? Yeah, I um, I caught this pretty interesting documentary, which was pretty captivating to say the least. It's called Tread. Okay. And it's about this former Air Force welder who moves to this small town in Colorado to try to, you know, just There's after some crazies in Colorado, he gets bro. out of it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crazies Yeah, Colorado. apparently. And um, he moves out there and then he becomes a welder and eventually opens up a muffler shop. But things are going great. Putting his skills to use. That's yeah, absolutely. Piece, apparently piece he was very successful. The town liked him and everything. And you know what I'm saying? He used to... Go out um, snowboarding with different people it's from the, the town. Not snowboarding, um, snowmobiling with different people out the town. You know, go <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. Move someplace, do some yeah. shit that uses, utilizes your skills. Okay, come back and open a little business. You know what I'm saying? You're doing what you love. That's what he was doing for a little while. But everything was all gravy until he tried to buy like some property for an expansion. And then one of the guys who was a local in the town, who's like a this town, because it's a small town, it was sort of discovered by this family way back when. I don't remember when. Actually, a lot exactly of Colorado towns are like that. They're, yeah. they're they're founded. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not just like settlements that grew and then went into a municipal structure as things progressed over time. No, a lot of the towns in Colorado were founded by families and communities built up directly by them. And so they have mm-hmm. a lot of history, even though now they're trying to, you know, they exist in America as it is today where there people who freely can go through it. They they had their own politics. That <laughs> that's that's exactly that was okay. the, exactly the crux of this whole thing. Like that family apparently um, is sort of they sort of run the town, right? So and they have a lot of influence, like in the town hall and stuff like that. And so the the guy that the story is about, his name is Marv. I don't remember his last name, but Marv decided that all of these guys were against him and that they were putting up waging a constant war on him specifically to try to bleed him out of his money and prevent his business from being successful over the course of X amount of years. I think it was five years total. And to address this, he records his manifesto, which pretty much explains to you exactly what he thinks is going on, exactly who wronged him, and exact... Well, he doesn't tell you exactly what he's going to do, but he's very, very adamant about, oh, they're getting theirs. They're going to get so theirs. They're not he, getting away with he, this. I mean, not that I would advocate for this in a typical manner, but did he engage law enforcement? Like, did he try to go through any legal avenues yes um apparently they wrapped him up in court a lot and Um, they were like bleeding him with court fees and you know like like, um, yeah and and (laughs) 
I mean, listen, <laughs> a manifesto, I'm waiting to see where it goes off the rails because evidently small town, a oh, uh, very aggrieved person with skills, technical skills. I can After imagine a it's about- a very particular set of skills <laughs> hey, making me a nightmare to deal with men like you. That's absolutely what he did. Um, he bought this big ass bulldozer and proceeded to armor it the fuck out. Uh, he put like, I think it was four inch steel still. Four-inch thick steel plates on every side of it, and then reinforce that with some more four-inch steel thick uh, uh, steel plates, and then poured concrete in between that. And so it was based. It was based, he created a tank essentially out of a bulldozer, and proceeded to go systematically to everybody who wronged him. Like first he went for this dude's uh, cement plant, then after that he went down the road to like this newspaper dude who said screwed him over in the beginning and wouldn't give him advertising. Then it went down the hill to like the the dude who um yeah the dude who who was arguing with him at the first auction he was first, and then he eventually went to town hall and destroyed the entire entire building. Meanwhile, the entire city's like worth of cops is like trying to stop this dude, and they're like <laughs> running ahead yeah, and telling Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He, he put on the cheat Auto. code for fucking Invince, uh, Infinite Life. And he, he just said, went I'm going for Max Stars. Going Yo. for Max Stars as quickly as possible. Yo, that dude, it was, it was one of those things, like you said, it was this particular set of skills thing that got me. What it was like, because he spent, I don't remember how long, but he spent a while just like in that garage. I can imagine one man building a tank is probably quite the endeavor. Yeah, like he would, he set up a cotton shit in his garage so he wouldn't have to leave. And he um, set up cameras on the outside so when the people would leave uh, um, from the plant next to him, then he'd know that he has free, he's free to make a whole bunch of noise. And then that's when he started working. So he would like work at night and sleep during the day type shit and just constantly armor this tank out until it was ready to wage war on the, on the uh, city. God but yeah, that's, it's called Tread. And um, yeah, it's on Netflix and it's definitely fascinating. Okay. It's, it's, it's fascinating and it's, it's crazy. All right, I, I like see. that. I'm surprised that this is not like a a, a thing. Like, yeah, and you just destroy a small town. And apparently, it got like uh, nation. Well, the, the way it wraps up at the end, they said it got worldwide coverage. But the day after, like a president died or something, so it instantly fell out of the news what? cycle. All right, I'm gonna have but, to look this up. Yeah, it was called Tread, and I saw it on Netflix. That shit was pretty lit. That was crazy. I also saw, actually, went a little bit old school and saw rewatch Daybreakers. I don't know if you remember that movie with um, Ethan Hawke yeah, about like the world yeah. gets uh, uh, infected with like vampire uh-huh. disease and, and humans are going yeah. extinct. Yeah, and everyone's a vampire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was actually pretty dope when I rewatched it. That was pretty cool. I do remember that. I remember it had an interesting twist at the end. And he does, does he die or they're out in the daylight or something? I can't remember yeah. exactly. I mean, spoiler alert, if anyone intends to watch it, I'll give you a couple of seconds. But... Um, to answer that that question, they discover a cure, and that Willem Dafoe accidentally discover the cure by like, basically, you got to be exposed to, to sunlight long enough for it to like shock your heart awake, and then immediately put the fire out so that it gives your heart to re- ch- heart a chance to restart, and that then makes you um that cures you of vampirism. But the thing about that is that also makes your blood a cure. So that was sort of like that was a twist at the oh. end of the movie. Was that they didn't? They kind of kept that in the back pocket until okay. until like yeah. I remember. The I remember. Had brother some, attacked okay, him. yeah. I do remember that being good. It was a very like I, I'm. I was surprised, man. Like a lot of the uh, uh, 
I guess they used a lot of practical effects for like all the gore and the monster transformations and stuff. And that, you know, it looked really, really good. Mm. It looked really good. It's like, I don't remember when exactly. I think it was like 2008 or something was the date on that movie. But yeah, it's an yeah, older one. It holds up for sure. I think I actually caught another couple episodes of uh, uh, Warrior Nun. Like Lilith came back, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't trust that bitch, guys." No, well, <laughs> so you didn't finish it? I did. Did I think I did finish that episode where Lilith came but back? But you didn't finish the season. No, 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 no. I think I have like two episodes left. Or yeah, yeah. I'm almost okay. at the end. Because <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, face, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it because like if I get into it, it's, it's super spoiler. All right, for sure. For so sure. I'll, wait, I'll, I'll wait. one I'll, I'll wait and talk about that next time. But boy, yeah, I'll finish up. They um they they took a lot of turns, a lot of turns. Um, I feel like they were forced to cover more than they wanted to mm. by the because a lot of the like it was in my opinion it was being really well paced all throughout the first seven episodes mm-hmm. and then episode eight comes and it's just like episode eight episode wrap nine, it episode up 10, wrap it up <laughs> and it's like whoa not only were a lot of those storylines just shoehorned in there but they they didn't even they didn't particularly add to the because they weren't developed they didn't yeah, add they didn't to pay the payoff yeah they didn't add to the um to the finale mm-hmm. um but yeah, I won't go any deeper because I don't want to spoil it for you. But man, I, I, I I'm gonna watch next season, but I'm gonna be watching it with a side <laughs> eye for sure. Actually, um, August is because they set up really for the good. thing, set up for the next season. Of course, I'm super amped for uh, Umbrella Academy to come back. So expect that also, season two of Umbrella Academy is gonna be on the watch list. Um, uh, uh, Legend of Korra. Avatar is coming to Netflix on the 15th okay, of August. Okay, I've seen it already, though. I haven't. That's oh, why I'm super so excited good. about that. Yeah, I'll definitely talk to you about I've that. Been, I've been wanted, waiting to watch it sort of somewhat legit. I didn't want to pirate I that. I, I think those guys are super talented, the, yeah. um, the the creators of that show. They're American guys, too. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised. I don't yeah, know that's, <laughs> because they deviated from the typical like um, Western storytelling pattern yeah, for cartoons. They did Aang so well, though. Yeah, like, like actual character development. Like the, the, the main character was so atypical of a Western-style main character. It was so refreshing mm-hmm. and well done. But yeah, that we'll we'll, we'll definitely talk about. Uncle that. Iroh is the greatest, yeah, absolutely. mentor character. Like, oh man, Cleanly. Uncle Iroh is fucking amazing. And um, oh, also like, uh, there are no wars in boxing. Say, you know, what I'm saying shit like that. Yeah, like that was stuff like that that's relevant to our times and today of the misinformation era. You know, what I'm saying that was a Avatar was really good. So that's why I'm really looking forward to um Korra, and that's why I kind of yeah. wanted to let anybody know if they've never seen it before. August. 15th on netflix so yeah definitely um and i fin- i finally finished baki yeah. which i don't know what happened in baki but that <laughs> shit took a wild turn for the yes, last three did. episodes as well i was um, trying to because, not you know baki seasons are 26 and they do a half season half season release type thing and so you know i knew that they were going to be wrapping up for the half season but boy did, I don't know what they were. I'm starting to understand. I've never understood Kozue's character, Baki's girlfriend. Yeah, I've never, I didn't understand her whole interactions with Muhammad Ali Jr. Um, and Muhammad Ali Jr. That shit. nigga, his, I, they they made that nigga's 
pride unflappable. Yeah. That, nigga, <laughs> that nigga got beat once and then refused to stop fighting and proceeded to get molly whopped yeah. over and over. He like, was, I was jobbing like, wow, for wow. like five episodes, bro. bro. I was like, what's going on right now? What's happening? crazy. Like, I thought this dude was cool, like three episodes ago and now he's just getting wrecked by old dudes and I'm just like Bro, it, it, it's like okay Dopo Orochi not giving a fuck about his injuries you, I, I think that you had a good point um, when we were talking off, off mic about it and he this is the same nigga who, who got his hand chopped off and said good now I don't have to hurt my fingers when I punch you feel me so, the stump is a new weapon stumped thanks this nigga, stumped this nigga to victory <laughs> And so, yes, I can understand why he's not one to be sympathetic to anyone's injuries. But the other two fighters that he fought against were didn't just take, totally taking even, advantage of him. Even um, Muhammad Ali at the end, like, I didn't even get that wrap up. Like, he wanted to beat up his son because, like, I don't, I don't even, I, I don't know what that nigga It took a weird for, turn. I, 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 I have a feeling, like, since seeing, seeing how it's, like, there's no such thing as a non-reoccurring character in Baki. <laughs> That's another thing that made me mad. They brought back all the fucking villains yeah. that got wrecked, like... On some crazy, on like, some season crazy one. Baki over-the-top shit. Bruh. Like, the one dude who got blinded, he was like, word? I don't even know ears either. Pow! Pop out my own ears. I was like, why, though, dude? That's right. That's dude, right. Now, all of a sudden, that? he's better than he was before. Or the one that really got me, that really made me, gave him that, really made me use the, the really nigga face was when um the one dude that was, I think it was Steng. Speck. Speck. He was um fucking training by mentally swimming or some stupid Bro, shit like that. I was like, was, guys. Yeah, that shit. Guys, that whole explanation was out, out of my control. face right now. <laughs> like this thing was exercising by thinking about swimming through viscous liquid extra hard. Like, I was what? like, bruh, what? That's the most Typical anime Baki bullshit I've ever like, heard in my life. Yeah. The anime hell? logic t- on on nine thousand, bro. Fucking crazy. But yeah, I can't even remember the other ones. Some of the oh, other Shwar- ridiculous Swarovski or whatever his name is. Which one is he? The, oh, that's the, the blonde German. dude. Yeah. Okay. And this nigga was sleeping on the wall. Like, I don't understand. What is this nigga? Like, what was that? Like, this nigga's training was to sleep while he's laying vertically on a wall. Nigga, get out of my hey, face, man. man. I don't even see how that could be possible. Like, it's not even like, I don't see how that can benefit his fighting. Yo. You feel me? That was like, that's why he got wrecked the last time. He did his fucking stupid ass workouts. Bro. But yeah, Baki wrapped up in 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 ridiculous and unfortunately yeah. unsatisfying fact yeah. uh, fashion. It but, stopped being good like three quarters of the way through. Like, yeah, I think the last five or six episodes they lost me and never got me back. No, no, I would say it was like three or four because th- there was only thirteen episodes in this one, and it was oh, good okay, for most okay. of the. Yeah, so it was probably three then. Yeah, for most of the um this half of the season, but boy. It's because they didn't fucking develop the plot. It was just three episodes of Muhammad Ali Jr. getting wrecked for no reason. And then, like and then three tried, solid like, episodes. His whole relationship with Kozaway, I'm just like, okay, I could get it if he was trying to talk to her to piss off Baki to engage him to get him to, to fight him. But it went further than that. And I was like, all right, so what is this? And yeah. why is Cozway even entertaining this? Like, sucking nigga shit. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, both, it both Cozway and, and, uh, and Muhammad Ali Jr. were suckers in that fucking. I'm with, I'm with Bakken. I was like, ah, oh, nigga, that's your choice. <laughs> exactly. But I was really digging him. Like, no, no, no. Like, he was like, listen, you know how I feel about you. I feel very strongly about you. I would want to be with you, but I, it's not my job to tell you who you can and can't be with. 100% with him. And yeah. So, and, 
I was like, oh, wow, this nigga Baki's on some, like, transcendent shit, nigga. Like, I know how good my dick is. I don't got to worry about it, bro. You can go if you want. That's you, on looks, you. You feel me? It on you. If you want to leave, do your thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm Baki, my nigga. I'm the main character. You do you, my G. But, I don't know. But, and it's funny, you could tell that the, the, the characters are projections of the writers. Either insecurities or... Uh, Lack of social ability. I'm agreeing like, on that one. I, 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 I don't know who writes a woman like that. Like I, if it was a female writer writing it like that, then I would give some credence to it. But the fact that it's a man writing this woman this way just makes it re- feel real weird. Apparently, you know I mean? he does lots of weirdo shit with his female characters. It's a little more exaggerated yeah. in the manga than it is in the uh, anime. Thanks goodness for the tone down, but because he clearly has has issues with understanding the motivations of women (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anyway moving on from that we got a bunch of random uh entertainment news so let's have some fun with it um i want to start out by giving a a hearty fuck you to uh jw lucas this motherfucker had the nerve to 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 talk in any type of sideways fashion i'm not even going to give light to the bullshit that he was spewing about brianna taylor but we got to pay more attention to who who we validated in this industry and the people who we work with and who we who we make money with because it matters. You know what I mean? Like this dude is wholly disrespectful of the plight of black people and the fact that he works so intimately with people like Lil Uzi Vert. I'm, I don't consume most of the music that this nigga produces, and and the only artist that I think has a tangential account with him is is the baby, and I don't even I think it's one song, but. There's artists like Uzi Vert who work a lot with this nigga, and they're empowering somebody who clearly has no respect for the plight of black people in this country. And he had the nerve to talk sideways to Tamika Mallory, who's one of the strong women who are taking up the fight uh, for for black struggles. She had the graciousness to to at least speak to him, you know, in public to try to, to, to educate him on this. And he had the nerve to to try to stand on it and, and speak disrespectfully to her. So I just want to say, like, I wouldn't support that nigga in any of his music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to be more mindful of the people who, who we allow to to traverse in our culture. Because this is our shared culture. It's no single person's culture. But we can't allow people to disrespect it and then make money off of it. It's, it's, it's problematic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. no other culture allows that to happen. And we need to start... start you know, standing up for ourselves in that that way because if we don't stand up for ourselves, that no one is going to give a fuck about disrespecting us. And so, yeah, I just wanted to get that out in the air first. Um, oh, some 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 video game news real quick. Kojima has been hinting towards a new horror game that he wants to that he wants to Ooh. develop. And um, Junji Ito, who is a Ooh, horror that's manga right. I did writer, hear about that. kind of kind of insinuated that he has spoken to Kojima not to get any hopes up but they that. are aware of each other and they are aware <laughs> of the fact that Kojima is interested in making a horror anime and that that um uh Junji no. is is amenable to working with him boy for sure. that ah man that game is going to be a piece of art if it ever gets developed you know not to get the the hopes too high but that's <laughs> even inklings of that in the air are are exciting because yeah for sure I, these two, these two men are visionary in their respective arts, and I mean, 
the, what they could do on the video game medium, gosh. Yeah. Because Junji Ito, I think, um, I don't know if he had a direct part in helping with, but I know he was the inspiration for P, uh, the PT uh, game uh, demo that they had put out, that, that Kojima had put out with his studio way back when, which was just like a little short horror snippet that they did that was hugely popular. It was Nice. That shit was super creepy. And it was yeah, just a matter of walking through a this- house and trying to figure out what's going on like <laughs> that shit was next level yeah i remember seeing this collection of ginger ito um horror stories and that there were some stories in there that creeped me the fuck out i remember telling you about some of them mm-hmm. like the the neighbor with the hair and shit like it's just it, it's just there Junji ito's like horror imagery is so not only is it very unsettling but it's also very. I guess what what makes it so unsettling is they're all somehow connect connected to the mundane. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of it is stuff like what's happening with your neighbor next door. You know what I'm saying? It's all stuff like what's happening in that room in your house type deal. What's happening to that one friend that you know? Like like people turning into spiders and yeah, it's just all kinds of very very creepy stories. That would be an absolutely amazing collab. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep my eye out for that, and I'll, cause I, if if that comes out, I'll probably do a more in depth uh, review than I did of Death Stranding at least, cause I did Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake. I think I did, I, I gave it a good good coverage, but Death Stranding, unfortunately, it requires too much of my attention, and so I can't play it for long enough periods to get into the game, and so I one's gonna have to wait until you know Kendrick can entertain himself for a significant amount of time, but yeah. Um, Definitely, I can't wait. I would get. Def- I would love to get into a game like that. Like that is probably gonna have tons of like psychological, like thriller elements. Dude, that shit at night. The storyline itself will be ton. Will be a ton of fun to analyze. But yeah, what else been going on? Not that it actually matters, but Juice World and Pop Smoke debuted at number one and two on the Billboard. Not that I give a fuck about the Billboard charts, but <laughs> those, I'm just a fan of those two artists, and so to see them yeah. chart posthumously is a bittersweet joy for them for sure or their fans at least because man it, it it really sucks like these guys are gone for whatever reason like we got to do i think that the death rate in 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 the music industry is is very high and, and crazy, worth addressing yeah. you know what i mean and i'm not yeah. doing, i'm not Young saying that to, to like demonize anybody for what they do and and their life decisions that's not why i'm saying that i'm just saying the death rate is high, and that would be indicative of either lifestyle or health issues, and that's worth addressing. Do what you want. Just do it healthily is what I'm saying. And so, yeah, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Pop Smoke is another story, but Juice World, you know what I mean? That one hurt hard, man. Like, overdoses are always hard uh, to hear because, of, like, Mac Millers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. a lot of times it's not intentional. I don't believe that those were suicides. I don't think so either. You know, those those were just genuinely people pl- playing on the edge, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, uh, yeah, moving on from that, uh, Regina King, Not <laughs> once again, I don't give a fuck about the Emmys, but Regina King has been nominated for Watchmen, which I hey. thought was... I thought that, that was a huge... Huge um shout out to Regina King. I am fucking rooting for you. That's yeah, what's man. Up. It, I, I realized that I only give a fuck about the enemies when black people are nominated. It is what it is. Hey, man, Sister Night was fucking amazing. I know, man. It was such a great role. Sister and Night is fucking and amazing. Just seeing Watchmen nominated for anything is like, geez. Like, yeah, absolutely. Why, oh, watching yeah. such an open and defiant like 
slaughter of white supremacists is like not imagery that America, I think, is really. <laughs> I never, I didn't think it was as open to, but obviously Hollywood is in America. But you know what I mean. Like I'm glad to see that it, it it's getting broad, you know, exposure. And shout out to um, Damon Lindelof, the 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 writer showrunner of. Mm-hmm. Um, of uh, the Watchmen for taking such a bold fucking approach, yeah, on something like Watchmen. You know, what I mean that's because that's that it's very similar in message, but it's like almost a hundred percent degree shift in tone from the Watchmen itself, yeah. and it still weaves very well. And I, I was, I wonder, is Alan Moore still alive? I believe so. Yes. I wonder if he had anything to do with that because, like, that's that's it, it seems <laughs> it's doubtful. Alan Moore hates when people adapt his shit. Really? Absolutely. Uh, he fought shame. against. He fought tooth and nail against the movie adaptation. Said he didn't like it. Didn't go to see it. Well, I never said that. My <laughs> He's so bad about stuff. He's one of those dudes where it's like, just leave it how it is. I wrote it. Damn. Oh, I see. Actually, I might be incorrect. I think the um, DC or one of those parent companies sort of screwed him out of his out of the right to mm. make adaptations out of it, and that's also contributes to why he subsequently doesn't like any adaptation after his original Watchmen. Okay, because he, he wanted, doesn't have any hand in it. Yeah, because he wanted that one thing to remain a closed thing by itself, and mm-hmm. people kept... DC was like, yeah, but, you know... But the crossover money. was so light. Like, it wasn't even, like, a heavy cross... At least the contemporary version doesn't have yeah, a heavy crossover at absolutely. all. All the, the... It's mainly just in the comics. Mm-hmm. Your cinematic universe is really seamless transition too. So, but yeah, there was some controversy because John Linguizamo made some comments about, oh, why can't the Latinx people get a slice of this as well? And it's like, then join the struggle, bro. Like (laughs) nobody's excluding you. You know what I mean? Like just because the turn has come that that they chose to do a heavy African American nomination. It's not supposed to be at, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Asking for a slice of the pie is like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if that's the, 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 the perspective that is necessary right now in a point where people are being honored where they typically haven't been honored before. You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. you can't all lives matter the moment. And so that's kind of selfish too. Yeah. And, and, it sucks because I, I feel like, you know, John, John Linguizamo is a Puerto Rican from New York, from what I understand, if I remember mm-hmm, correctly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are very, they, they under, from from my experience, have been very close to the struggle of just being a minority in this, you know what I mean? In this country in general. But moreover, the difference in the struggle between, you know, what the systemic uh, controls that prevent black people and those that prevent Hispanic people like it's not a it's not a a, a, a zero sum game, you know what I mean. We all experience our struggles, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And so to to conflate the success with, of of black people with the the exclusion of Hispanic people, I think yeah, as you said, is a little bit selfish in the moment, you know what I mean. And it's not as if there hasn't been solidarity in these movements. I absolutely feel like at least in that resp- in that area in that sphere. Hollywood and, and and minority Hollywood, there's been a significant amount of um of solidarity, mm-hmm, and absolutely. so, you know, <clears throat> let's celebrate everybody. You know what I mean? And and next year you'll, if that's how you feel, then let's make a push to make sure that there's more 
um, Latin and Latino Latina um, performers that are nominated. Mm-hmm. But 100% agree. to try to to try to shift the perspective away from the success of black actors right now, I don't think that's the lick. And yeah. I like John Linguizamo, so I hope that in the end he kind of moves past this perspective of, oh well, if the Latinos aren't getting their dues, then there's still too much. You know what I mean? There, there's no progress, and it's like, mm, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, it's one of those like you're being needlessly divisive. You know what I mean? Yeah. What else been going on? Um, oh, bro, did you hear Rihanna started her fancy men's line? Yeah, I'm bro. sorry. Say that again. Rihanna started her fancy men's line, and so okay, this is my okay. see. I got a question okay. for you: Is how many <laughs> items do you have in your shopping cart online right now <laughs> that come from the female oh, section that you're going to pass off with your mail order? When the fuck are you going to open up to this podcast and really show the that's people, man? Funny. They want to know. They want to know about Rico. When you going to open funny. up, bro? What items are in your shopping cart right now? What what scents are you looking to pick up? That's I don't what know I want to know. I don't know if I'm going to be buying any clothes from Rihanna. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if that's my Come on, steez. Rico. What's up, man? That's you can open funny, up to the bro. podcast, bro. They've you been know, listening I, for a I long time. They want to know. I thought you said fencing, not Fenty. That's yeah. why I had to ask you again. I was like, she's making fencing gear? Yeah. That's a little specific. Okay. <laughs> no. That's funny. Hey, man, do your thing. Fuck it. Everybody else is getting into the fashion no, business. No, there's no... I don't see as to any reason why she wouldn't. Yeah. Do don't make thing. no sense. Like, you know what I'm saying, shout out to first of Caribbean all, niggas love support, that shit anyway. Like, I can't, yo, I'm, I guarantee you, this niggas busting that shit right now. Absolutely, straight out the, straight Absolutely. out the the, 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 collection. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about the gender of that shit. ASAP and his whole crew. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, like ASAP Rocky for sure. He's very fashion. If, if I would rather, I would rather Rihanna do men's fashion than some of these Louis Vuitton, like Virgil Abdel and all these motherfuckers. <laughs> Bro, did you fucking see what this Virgil. nigga fucking did? He charged $440 oh, for a fucking hoodie that says, I support black owned businesses. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga is a I mean, fucking, to be he is fair, a fucking blight on the all fucking All of his industry. businesses are black owned businesses. Man, are they man, not? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, Louis Vuitton's not black-owned businesses. But yeah, uh, what is it? Off-white or whatever? I think it's a shit. Yeah, yeah. That shit's trash. That's hilarious. Savagery. Wait, y'all ain't got $400 to show your fucking support? Nah, nigga, but I hope you know, the moment I see some fancy men on you, nigga, I'm calling you out on the podcast. I don't give a fuck. I'm putting y'all on blast. Uh, That's hilarious. Nah, nigga, real talk. These fashion designers are kind of... Don't worry, the people want to know. It's a new world out here, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, so the new the new app war is TikTok versus Triller. The fuck is Triller? I guess it's a it's a it's a TikTok knockoff, but it's from an LA based company. So they're they're trying to they're trying to bring it back trailer, home. Which trailer I don't know. Nights. I seen the baby posting on it on some shit, but hey, I would, anything that gets people off of TikTok, yeah, is, has got to yeah. be an improvement. Like, like, your information is going directly to the fucking Chinese bro, government and their military branch. Bro. Not to mention the um the downstream um manipulation that happens when they mm-hmm. control what's in your feed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely, I don't, I'm never, you're never going to see me on Triller, but if you like TikTok, <laughs> try to fucking build fucking up the Triller, Triller community. That shit is probably far more beneficial. I don't know, man. I don't like that name. I'm not fucking with that name. You're not all. fucking with that name? Triller, nah, it's weird to me, man. No, I don't, I guess because I, other than Thriller, I have, 
I can't really. I don't know. I don't know. It's nah, not, not very cool to me. It doesn't scream cool, young, or hip. I don't think the kids go like it. Mm. But I guess I it know. kind it, of follows the 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 motto of having just two fucking syllables and being something like a quick and simple word. Google. Fucking Twitter, Quibi, Quibi you know no, what I'm saying? Quibi Snapchat. Is not that's, I don't think that's a good example. <laughs> well, I don't know. But There's, as far as like the name and scheme, you know what I'm saying? People yeah, are... I've been seeing videos for stuff on Quibi or we're I'm just not. Where I just don't like the format. I really didn't like the format. Yeah, that's just fifteen minute formats. I got time. I feel like it defeats the whole purpose too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was a lot of there. There was a video I watched that had that really made the argument as to why it was just a relatively poor business model. Um, to begin with, but nah, it's it's just not something that I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like I would, I want to watch something. I want to watch at least the whole episode, not like yeah, the pieces of the episode at a time. The hell, I didn't That's know that there was people YouTube, asking for bro. that. That's why we got YouTube. I didn't know there was people asking for that. But yeah, man, Meg the Stallion. Like I've been, I've been seeing a lot going on with that, and. That is, I'm not going to comment on that until we know more information. Everybody's, I'm sure, familiar with, with, with the situation. I'm not exactly sure how you get shot in both your feet and miss all the bones, but somebody's, she got angels. You know what I mean? Like, because Meg dances. I'm part of her performance is a dance. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so getting, you know, getting injured to your foot could be very detrimental to your career. And Hell so yeah. I rarely, I'm really happy to hear that she's okay and that all of that. But the way I just don't like how she goes about interacting with it on in social media, because you can you could you don't have to make social media part of your brand. But if you choose to do so, you have to understand that social media is sold off of the illusion that it's part of your life. And so if you're choosing to make that part of your brand, you can't retract from it. When your life comes into the public purview, you know what I mean? The only option you have to at that point is to either a just abstain for that short time. And my 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 quintessential example of that is Jay-Z. When Jay-Z was attacked by Solange in the elevator, the nigga didn't say (laughs) shit. When 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 Beyonce made a whole album about his infidelity, nigga didn't didn't say say shit. You know what I mean? Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, you when you you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you don't want to talk about it in public, don't cry in front of the camera talking about you don't want to talk about it in public. Just mm-hmm. don't talk about it in public. Like, you know what I mean? I like, self, I totally get it, and I give you tons of sympathy, Meg. But just if you don't want to talk about it, it's cool. Every everyone who matters, because I'm sure that there's trolls out there and there's people making fun, but anyone who matters is is fully aware of how traumatic this could be for you right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean like especially in the atmosphere of supporting black women through domestic violence and so don't act like the people aren't going to ask what's going on online because it became public you know what i mean like you're living your private life yes but you are a celebrity and you did something that went into the public record like, I, I mean, I'm not talking rock, rocket science here. Like, the, the PR here is pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, you're being evasive. You're hiding something. People are still supporting you through it for the most part. Like, 
if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it. But don't don't complain about the people who are interested. That's that's part of your persona and your celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's to be understood. So you just have to like step away from the social media, um, make whatever public statement you want, and just let that be final. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it's it doesn't seem as hard as she's making it, unless this is all part of the show. Which I fully understand that this could be part of the show. Not it's obviously not targeted towards me, but there are a, a substantial portion of her fan base that are interested in consuming her her celebrity in this way. Which oh. if that's the case, then my bad. I thought you were gonna say interested in consuming her tears. <laughs> I'm sure there's niggas who will drink her tears <laughs> right off her face. But um nah. Um that yeah, just and 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 I bring that up because there's been a lot of 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 that celebrity public affairs thing like with Jada and Will and stuff like that. And it's like I understand you you can very well have done this and let August Aldina Alcina make do his whole press run thing and held fast. You are the bigger celebrity. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I, I see the mismanagement of of, of all of these these <laughs> these personal uh, personas, and it's just like, why, why? But I guess that is part of the news cycle. You know what I mean? Like it, it creates people talking on all that stuff. It just seems terribly unhealthy. For sure. Anyway. For sure. Yo. Next uh, uh, versus has been announced. Rick Ross versus Two Chains. That's pretty good. I like it only That's because I clearly have one side. Like I don't like two fucking Rick chains. Ross. I don't fuck with Rick Ross period <laughs> at all. So I'm going chains all the way. Two Titty boy chains. for life, bro. I, and honestly, I think niggas are sleeping on him because really? two chains has fucking hits in the bag, bro. Yeah, he's got bangers. You know what I mean? Yep. And two I, chains, I, I think, is the only non-ludicrous survive, uh, uh, still like relevant DTP member, right? If I'm not, if I'm not probably, tripping, probably, probably, yeah, yeah. I twenty ain't nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, Shauna, Shauna, yeah. Um, yeah. But Table yeah, held fast, fucking branched and, off, and, rebranded, and exactly, and kept and like, going. Like I think that when it comes to uh, if, I mean, obviously this is a a music battle versus, but like just a. It, as a as a persona, Two Chainz's persona I think is way uh, way bigger than Rick Ross's in terms of like where he's branched out to, like to GQ, all of most his, expensivest. Yeah, all, all the <laughs> shit that he's done on the side. And I just I just don't fuck with. I personally don't like Rick Ross's voice. I find that is that oh. husky. Yeah, that shit is trash. I don't like his ad libs. I don't think he's lyrical. Like I'm not. I don't fuck with Rick Ross. I don't like niggas who who steal other niggas' names. Like I just think that is. Petty shit, you know what I mean? You don't like, like dudes I don't that like, rhyme I don't, Atlantic you know I mean? with I don't Atlantic? like correctional officers who steal the <laughs> stories of the inmates that they had to <laughs> fucking, that they that they abused. Like, I don't know. Fuck that nigga, bro. Like, I, I really think that that nigga's trash and that most, and and I, if it wasn't for Khaled's cosign, I don't think that nigga would have any fucking real notoriety. Like, that nigga's not that good. Like, I don't know. Just I've heard because, some Rick Ross songs that I liked, especially the song that um he had on Django. That one was good. On the Django soundtrack. Mm. I mean, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just I, saying, I, I do. I have heard some Rick Ross songs that I've liked. I'm not saying Rick Ross is one of my favorites, not even anywhere near like top 10 or nothing, but 
But yeah, no, nah, I just I'm not a fan of his style. Then again, honestly, he shoehorns himself into a lot of tracks that I kind of do like. So I end up being forced to listen to him because he's on every <laughs> fucking thing. But like, nah, I don't really fuck with Ross. Like, so I'm I'm definitely rooting for Two Chains. Um, yeah, I, I think that in, there is definitely a days. world in which Two Chains washes this nigga. Oh yeah, Two Chains got especially what? if this nigga's selection is whack. Because yo, first of all, that nigga's gonna be playing all features, and yeah. I I know that there's people who there's who don't care, but I think that the amount of people who do care if you're standing on your own track actually in these things is going to make a difference. Yo, pretty girls like trap, bro. That's my shit, bro. Really? That's I my am- shit. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> that's Dude. another joint with, Oh yeah. That's another joint that supports your theory of like, um, I think you'd like the one with uh Quavo and Gucci Mane. And um, yeah. that one, like, good drink. That that song is lit. But I remember you bringing back to what you said about liking Quavo mostly, or the Migos as features in other yeah. people's tracks. No, they. they that one was dope. I. Uh, it sucks because I'm trying to I'm trying to dig in my 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 titty boy bag right now. But <laughs> I'm just like, man, there's so many different different tracks, and his most his latest album. I haven't listened to a lot of it recently. But I definitely want to dig back in that because that shit has some bangers on it. For sure. So some uh, Talib was interviewing um, Wyclef Jean and uh, nice. he floated nice. the idea that if he was to ever do a versus, Will I Am would be the nice. most appropriate opponent for him. Which nice. I think that was a qu- that was a quality call out right there. Hell that would be amazing. Yeah. That and the breakdown that he, would be that he gave of why he thought it would be a good battle. Yo, those two producers got fucking bro. <laughs> that would be amazing. Hits in the back for days, yeah. They could definitely do a forty easy, easily. Yeah. What the um Wyclef and the Fugees was one of my first like the album. Fugees the score is one of the first albums I ever heard in its entirety, and that was a masterpiece. That was that that was actually not for nothing. That was around the, yeah because. It was early, you know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. young when that came out, so it didn't it wasn't like there was a lot of options I had. And it was actually <laughs> one of the the Fuji's were one of the few hip hop groups that my dad was approving of. And so he allowed us to have that CD in the house. And so yeah. I listened to oh man, the Chinese food skit when they go over to the Chinese like, food I restaurant. I open the Chinese restaurant in the middle of the hood and don't know what's going on. I'll Bro. fuck you the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is so lit. Bro. No, no, we don't want beef, we just want beef to eat. Not chill. <laughs> Bro. The, yeah, the interludes in that album skits. were hilarious. Like, just a good quality album, man. And to hear about the woes that they went through making that album was crazy. But anyway. Yeah, um, it's like you wouldn't even think that. But I guess they turned all that negativity into passion, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that, that album was so amazing. Yep. Man, <laughs> I've become very weary of niggas that I see talking into their phone while they're laying down in their beds. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> if you're not trying to do some comedy funny. shit or if you're not opining over a chick, like why are you talking into your phone bed, laying bro. in your bed, bro? Get about the bed, my and G. So <laughs> the uh if uh the leader of the and N- fac the not fucking around coalition, his name is Brandmaster <laughs> J. Now evidently he is run afoul of Tariq Nasheed who 
is for better or worse, he's an intelligent black man. I don't, I'm not sure what his grift is yet, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't see the productivity behind a lot of what he's saying. I, he produces a DVD that is a compilation of videos that is delineating a lot of information that's good information, but it's all stuff you can find on YouTube. So I don't understand why he's selling a DVD of it. <laughs> but, um, it does sound like some grifter shit. And so, but he is an intelligent black man. Like when when he speaks, most of the time he is on on the side of speaking factually. Um, it just seems like he has really terrible opinions. Like as soon as he starts to get into his own lane, it's just like, whoa, nigga, what the fuck is he talking about? But um, there was a video of him talking shit about Grandmaster Jay. But I immediately couldn't take it seriously because he was laying down in his bed talking into his phone, and I was like, yeah, no, nigga. Reminds me of hedonism, bot. Bro, bro, it's just it's something inherently unserious about doing that. Absolutely. And so to relax, and then to 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 criticize a man who is in the streets defending with his body and armaments the fucking you know what I mean the rights of black people. I don't know, man. I just think that there's a clear disparity there, and so uh, it just hilarious. made me very clearly aware of like, oh, you just there. It was just the most gross example of just don't listen to anybody <laughs> talking to their phone while they're laying in their bed. Like that right there is that's just some like, super villain shit, bro. bro that, that's some. That's some. I'm too lazy to even to yep. even compose myself to make yep. this point. Yo, nigga, I don't even gotta stand up to talk to you, my nigga. But I just thought it was crazy, like. Also, the framing is a little too intimate, bro. I don't want to be that close to you. Well, I don't want to talk to you in your bed. Yeah, like, like what, what is, what like are you if about I was right at now? your house and you were laying in your bed, I'd probably excuse myself. <laughs> and so, what makes you think That's I want funny. to sit there and, while you're laying in your bed and watch you through my phone? That's Nigga, this hilarious. is sound like some gay shit. Like, I'm not. I'm sorry, I can't say that. Not to, <laughs> not to not to imply that being homosexual is a problem, but I am not homosexual, and so I am not particularly. Uh, I'm not interested, nor am I used to engaging with men in their bed. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Now that <laughs> I, I think about I it, I don't want to sound insensitive to, to to anybody who's listening, but it's like that shit don't fly with me. That's not my. <laughs> that's not my my. my now that I think tea. about it, I don't think I've ever talked to someone laying in their bed for any extended period of time. More than one sentence. Yeah. Than half a sentence. Not yeah. even a full sentence. It's usually like, yo, hey, good? yo, you got this thing right <laughs> here. Yeah, you good? Oh, yo, yeah. yeah. And then it was like, yeah. And then you did. But yeah. yeah like, that's that's a good point. Never converse with some another man while he's laying in his bed. It's just weird. That's funny. Neither, but, um, neither has the inverse. I don't think anyone's ever spoken to me in my bed other than to just like inquire for something early in the morning and then fucked off immediately. Yeah, like it's, it's that's just pretty a, funny. Maybe it's, it's a Jamaican upbringing. Maybe it's because that's just how men in our culture deal with each other. But <laughs> it's just a weird thing. And so I don't understand why I see so many men on Instagram talking into their camera while they're laying in their bed. It's just that's weird funny. to me. But, yo, anyways, what else been going on? I guess there's been just a uh, politics has been a minefield as of late, but I did see some pretty strange things um, coming from the news in reference to there. I guess the detention centers have been over overcrowded, so they're starting to keep these these detained children in like hotels and hospitality industry places that haven't have been. Um, uh, underbooked because of the coronavirus. I heard about and that. And that shit is crazy because like 
I was talking to Carolina and that's something that she worries about, like finding out that that her company is doing that. And that's that's a shitty like, I can't believe that they would that we live in a society today that would even propose that 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 quandary to you, that, that yeah. decision to you. Like, I know you came here to rent rooms to the to, to the public, uh, you know, for people who are traveling and have reason to to stay in rooms. But we're going to have to ask you now to 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 provide a service to a agency to detain children against their will. Like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah, that like, would be. Do we live in America, right? This is America, right? Yeah, like I growing up, I could never fathom that that's what would be happening. Like, I knew this shit was fucked up. You know, it's a racist country. I I understand where that comes from fundamentally, but how do we get to the place where our government is detaining migrant children? Yep, separating them from their parents, abusing them, not feeding them, not giving them proper health care. That shit is crazy. And then and then on top of that, you know what they're gonna say? We were giving them good lodgings. What do you mean? This is way nicer than where they would have been staying. <laughs> Granted, they're being held against their fucking will, separated from their parents. Oh, let's just ignore all that because they're staying in a holiday and, like, get the fuck out of here. Still human trafficking. Yeah, like, it, the government is literally, and that doesn't bode well for all of the government connections that Jeffrey Epstein has. Like, it's like, it's like they, they found a way to, to, to incorporate his whole fucking trafficking ideology into the government. Like, that shit is absurd, bro. I, I just I can't believe that that that's where this administration is, you know, and then that's why I'm like, that's why I'm that's I'm the kind of person, though, that that makes me even more angry at the fact that they would nominate a person like Biden when we need to fundamentally change this system that permits this to happen. Why would the fuck would we just put forth somebody who will kick the can for another four years, not even another four years? You know what I mean? Like. Why would you do that? Like that that's what makes me so vehemently opposed to supporting Biden. I won't support Trump and absolutely he is atrocious, but how fucking bad does it have to get before people start to say that we're going to do something to fundamentally change this shit? Real talk. Because until we actually start addressing that, no. I'm not going to get behind any 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 uh, uh democratic candidate that's just pushing pushing the buck. Like, no, Donald Trump is a terrible man and he is exemplifying the fundamental flaws in the structure of the system. You need to present people and candidates into the system that will fundamentally change it or else this is just a it's 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 a it's it's a moot point. Because it's just a matter of time until someone does it again and worse. And now they'll have all of the data from Donald Trump to make it even to, to, to be even more successful at being worse. <laughs> so let's not, man. Let's stop kicking the can and let's get some people in there that are going to do some real change. Speaking of which, you know, I was talking to my dad and we were having a real great conversation. And uh, he mentioned uh, Kent State. Because he's old enough to, to, to have remembered that. And that's really what kicked off the uh, civil rights movement. And Kent State was a was was a incident in where white college students were gunned down by federal troops. And that's when white people said enough is enough. And that was the major turning point where 
they started mobilizing and and legislation started getting into the works because even um i believe it was uh was it reagan i mean not reagan um nixon no, nixon was the 70s i think it was the 70s or lbj lbj um lbj saw the writing on the wall and he had to he had to pass legislation to 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 um deal with the civil rights issue he had to he was, he realized that one once white people started dying by the hands of our own troops mm-hmm. it was going to be a problem yep because that i don't think anybody's willing to pay to be shot at by their government <laughs> and as soon as that becomes a widespread notion in the country you're going to have civil unrest like whoa and and i point that out um because I thought that it was really poignant when my father said that because I have been listening to Michael Moore's um, podcast. It's called the Emergency Podcast. Um, it's like a little something he does of his Rumble podcast. Um, and it's really, really good. I really, I, I highly recommend it if you're just looking for uh, voices coming from the ground in Portland. And so Portland, um, on the West Coast in, in Portland and Seattle, the, the government has been exceedingly aggressive with the crackdowns on the protests and these protests if you don't know while they are advocating the black lives matter mantra they're mostly white people you know they're white allies who are attempting to 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 you know enact some change in an area where there's been a lot of overlap between the kkk and the uh the police white supremacists and the police and a lot of the surrounding um, municipal structures being infiltrated by white supremacists in the ideology. And so even though they have corrupted the system, they are the minority. And so you're seeing large scale protests to kind of root that out, which I'm all with. It is not an acceptable ideology to persist in their environment, even if they only have of various, I think like the black population out there is like between two and five percent. It's something absurdly <laughs> low, but um, you know, it's 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 good to know that even there they don't they don't uh, want that to be the the core of you know what their their section of America is, is built off of, and the government has been extremely brutal with their crackdown uh, on them, and so. This could be the Kent State moment of this movement to get another major push in civil rights um, put through because they are brutalizing these, you know, they have a, a brigade of moms who, who, who've started to come out and, and create human barricades to protect the protesters. And then in doing so, they brought out a brigade of dads who were like, fuck, can't let my wife go out there and get brutalized. And so they, you know, the, 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 the protest has expanded exponentially in terms of the demographics and when it's just pulling out. It's not just pulling out young leftist extremists or anti-fascists. Or, no, it's bringing out the entire population of this area in a decent percentage. And so, um, yeah, uh, I would be really, really interested to see, uh, keep watching where, that, where that's going because as much as we're fighting for black lives, it's... It's on the backs of white voices that the change is going to come. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not white savior complex. That's just acknowledging that we live in a predominantly white society still. Yeah. So if you don't and, bring them to and over, the problem to isn't with side. us. Our fight might be for black lives, but the problem is with white people. And so we need white people to change. And so for them to change, it has to come from an internal source. We can only do but so much pushing from the outside. So I don't want I don't want, want that to be misconstrued as white savior syndrome. But if we don't, con, you know, who are we convincing if we're not convincing white people? And the only way to gain enough steam to actually overcome a society situated in white supremacy is to have white people also advocating for us. And so that's why uh, I, I see that as a hugely positive thing and that it has a huge amount of potential. And and I'm very uh, emboldened by by that in, in my hope, because I always say this, I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist. You know what I mean? Like, I I really do hope that because there's no evidence that it will get better. But I hope for <laughs> for everything that I do love that it does get better. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to be cynical to the point of, of, of utter despair. I don't want it to have to descend into madness, but if, if they're making it such that the system will not change unless they are presented with that option, then we got to face madness, you know? And so I hope that this is their seeing madness. Like, okay, you're literally tear gassing suburban moms. <laughs> If you don't see an issue with the asymmetric use of power here, then for love of God, you aren't fit to govern. You know what I mean? And so once more and more people come to that conclusion, we'll we'll definitely start seeing changes in this country. You know what I mean? Like last time it was in Kent State. Maybe it'll be Portland, Oregon or Seattle. You know, Seattle does have a very strong um, progressive left um, coalition uh to 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 fight on behalf of the people so we'll see where that goes but yeah that's about it ain't nothing else been really going on i did see a map of uh where where americans are allowed to fly around the world mm. we that's are able there, like there was literally under 20 countries that that out of the 195 countries of the world that americans are permitted to fly to and one of them is Mexico, and they couldn't stop us if they wanted to. Yo, I'm not even mad, bro. There's a no, lot of places sh- around the world bro. where their worst cases are from Americans being Absolutely. there. Absolutely, and 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 I'm 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 I, I say all of that to say I it caught my eye because I hope that Americans start seeing like the rest of the world sees how stupid you are, like the fact that that that. Not only is our media completely and utterly corrupt and trash, but the people are incapable of coalescing and and getting valid information on our own, even with a uh, a huge platform like like the internet at our disposal. Like we have all of these communication channels and all of these ways to disseminate the the correct information, and we can't can't manage to 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 get to get you know on the same page about trying to to <laughs> to curb a pandemic like it's the rest of the world is seeing us you know what i mean and and it, it's sad <laughs> because this is what i this is what i really said was the problem in in 2016 when when donald trump won the election i was like man what the rest of the world is seeing happening right now Ooh, child. Because America, you know, I hoped would be more robust than to let Donald Trump, you know, rot out its core the way he has. But 
the other countries don't don't see that robustness they don't experience that robustness they just see the idiocy of this man performing on the world stage and it's it is it is disheartening to say the least so yeah let's go ahead and wrap it up appreciate you guys joining us today had a good time with some of these entertainment topics. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, Rico's Fenty collection, though. That shit's about to blow up. <laughs> That's stupid. Nah, real talk, nigga. Uh, Follow us stupid. on Instagram. I'm absolutely putting that on Instagram, <laughs> nigga. What? Can't wait, bro. Hold on to that. Hold on. Uh, keep 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 uh, keep tuned for that on the Instagram. Follow us at Heron's Home Podcast on Instagram. Catch me at uh, Rico underscore G Sound on the ground. And I'll uh, go ahead and leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great one. Take it easy.